And at the same time, there's uh, a call to uh, use wealth in some sort of uh, creative and appropriate way. This is Chapter, Verse, and Season, a lectionary podcast from Yale Bible Study. Join us each week as two Yale Divinity School professors look at an upcoming text from the Revised Common Lectionary. This episode, we have Greg Sterling, the Reverend Henry L. Slack Dean and the Lillian Kloss Professor of New Testament, and Harry Attridge, Sterling Professor of Divinity. They're discussing Luke chapter 19, verses 1 through 10, which is appointed for the 21st Sunday after Pentecost, proper 26, in year C. Here's the text. Luke chapter 19, verses 1 through 10. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through it. A man was there named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was rich. He was trying to see who Jesus was, but on account of the crowd he could not, because he was short in stature. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree to see him, because he was going to pass that way. When Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. So he hurried down and was happy to welcome him. All who saw it began to grumble and said, He has gone to be the guest of one who is a sinner. Zacchaeus stood there and said to the Lord, Look, half of my possessions, Lord, I will give to the poor, and if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I will pay back four times as much. Then Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because he too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek out and to save the lost. So, Greg, good to be with you today, talking about Luke 19 and the story of uh, the encounter of Jesus and Zacchaeus. So, in this story, Jesus has been on pilgrimage, as it were, uh, going up to Jerusalem. That's been happening for several chapters in Luke. And uh, we're getting toward the end of that that trip. And on the way, he has this encounter with a tax collector, a guy of wealth, who climbs a tree. He's apparently uh, short uh, in order to see who uh, Jesus is. And uh, Jesus invites him uh, down from the tree and uh, invites him into conversation. And Zacchaeus, um, challenged uh, by Jesus, repents of some of the things he's done, and they go off and have dinner together, apparently. So uh, what do you make of all of this, and how does it fit into the, the grand scheme of the Luke's account of Jesus? It's a great story. First, it's a story that I learned as a child when we would learn how to sing. We learned a song about Zacchaeus, who was reasonable Zacchaeus in the song from my childhood. But I think the story really does get at the heart of this gospel. The last line is very Lucan. That's a type of a punchline, if I can call it that, use a non-technical term. Uh, For the son of man came to seek and to save the lost or what is lost. And That is, in many ways, a direct echo of what we had in chapter 15. We had three parables about looking for the lost. And I say I think this represents the heart of the gospel in the sense that this is a story about how God comes looking for humans rather than the human quest for God. There certainly can be a human quest for God, 
this is about God looking for human beings. And I think it's evident in the story by the fact that Jesus looks up and sees Zacchaeus and takes the initiative. He doesn't wait for Zacchaeus to say, would you like to come have dinner at my house? Jesus says, I'm coming to your house for dinner. Let's go. <laughs> so he actually takes the initiative with Zacchaeus. And the other thing that's really striking about that is Zacchaeus was not a, a person who was viewed in great honor or esteem by people in his society. <clears throat> he was a tax collector and he was apparently a well-placed tax collector, which means that he bid to the Roman government on how much revenue he could generate from this area and that whenever he generated above that, he kept, which is probably one reason why he's wealthy. Uh, maybe the principal reason why he's wealthy, but it's also the reason why people despised him. But Jesus went to this person and the, the crowd knows it. They react when they see Jesus going with Zacchaeus. What's this guy doing? Going with this man who's clearly immoral and rips all of us, all of us off. So it's, it's a story that personifies this basic message in Luke of God coming looking for humanity. Hmm. Yeah, Jesus has a reputation for dining with uh, tax collectors and sinners, doesn't he? It's not only in Luke's gospel, although Luke highlights it. Uh, so he, he seems to have um, had a taste for um, fine dining with interesting people. <laughs> well, he did. He, there, are, there are four famous symposia in Luke. And then if you add the Last Supper, there would be a fifth. But his first big deal is with the tax collector, with Levi, in Luke 5. And he also likes to eat with Pharisees, apparently, in Luke. But some of the crowd at these meals is, let's just say, unwelcomed by all of the hosts of the meals. This is a case where he's eating with Zacchaeus. The other thing about Zacchaeus that's worth mentioning in a modern context is his statue. I mean, the, the song that I learned as a boy, today we would say he was vertically challenged. But I think that it's important to remember that Jesus came to welcome the people who were not always welcomed by everybody else. And it wasn't only for moral reasons. It could be also for physical reasons that they were not always welcomed by everybody else. So. I think that's worth noting in a day where we have finally begun to pay more attention to disabilities and to those who are challenged in other ways than many of us are. You know, one thing that's been on the mind of a lot of uh, Christians these days is um, wealth inequality, uh, which is a major social issue in the contemporary political scene. And um, the, the use of, of wealth and um, uh, those who misuse it, uh, that's a, an issue um, that runs throughout a lot of uh, Luke, isn't it? It is. And it's a point that has been discussed at great length in scholarship. So you have some texts in Luke that appear to renounce wealth. And the most famous expression of this is, blessed are the poor. Not blessed are the poor in spirit, as in Matthew, in the Sermon of the Mount. But in what we call the Sermon on the Plain in Luke 6, it's just blessed are the poor. And the corresponding woe is woe to you who are rich. So there's socioeconomic categories in Luke 
rather than spiritual categories, as you have in Matthew. This text does what you typically find in Luke, which is not calling for a complete renunciation of all property, but for the generous sharing of one's property and for how one uses their wealth. So Zacchaeus' statement that he makes as he, we would say, repents that, and there's a little bit of ambiguity in how to translate this, I will give, it doesn't literally say I future, I will give half of my possessions. I'm giving half of my possessions. But then he promises to make restitution to anyone he's defrauded and to do so in a fairly extravagant way. But this is Luke's point of indicating that people who have wealth should share that wealth and help others. So in our society, I think, I mean, if you want to just think about this, it's not only a call for people of resources to be generous philanthropically, it's also a call for just structures and the recognition that those who have should share that wealth with those who don't have. We call that creation in America. Yeah, I have the sense that um, Luke is wrestling with this issue uh, generally. You know, what what's the appropriate um, Christian attitude toward uh, toward wealth? You have the uh, the saying at the end of a uh, collection of sayings at the end of the story of the so-called unjust or very clever steward in uh, Luke sixteen, one of which is uh, make friends with unjust mammon. And what is that supposed to mean? <laughs> uh, on, on the one side, it's a recognition that there is injustice that uh, somehow has uh, economic roots or economic connections. And at the same time, there's uh, a call to uh, use wealth in some sort of uh, creative and appropriate way. So uh, Luke is walking a fine line here that I think we all kind of walk um, in, in trying to deal with uh, some of these issues. And Zacchaeus is an interesting example of someone who's, who's taking action that, of which Luke approves. Yeah, there's been a lot written on how do you address this struggle within Luke. So are the calls for renunciation calls for particular groups in Luke, or are they for all? And you could you can make the same point when you think of the summaries in Acts, where the believers had all things in common as a type. But that's only said of the Jerusalem community early on. It's never said of any other community. So Luke tends not to make, doesn't appear to me that he makes it normative or considers it normative, but he does consider it an ideal. So I, I think he sees this both as in idealistic terms that we should share what we have, but there's not a mandate for the complete renunciation of private property. Well, this is something we all wrestle with, isn't it? Um, it is. Dealing with uh, issues of, of social and economic justice. And Luke starts the ball rolling. Thanks for listening. And thank you, Professors Sterling and Attridge, for your insight on Luke. For more Bible study resources, check out YaleBibleStudy.org. Videos, study guides, discussion questions, it's all free. That's YaleBibleStudy.org. And follow us on Twitter, at BibleYale. Chapter, Verse, and Season is a production of the Center for Continuing Education at Yale Divinity School. 
It's produced by creator and managing editor Joel Baden, production manager Kelly Morrissey, associate producer Aidan Stoddart, and I'm your host and executive producer, Helena Martin. Mixing on today's episode and our theme music are by Calvin Linderman. We'll be back with another conversation from chapter, verse, and season. Season.